this credit union survey around €1,399 to send a kid back to secondary school in September and nearly a grand to send a child to primary school. Are there ways to trim down the costs, Neve? Hello, hi, how are you? Yeah, there's a few little ways I found my daughter. Um, just I'll give you a book list, say, at the beginning of first year, transition year and fifth year. But just get the basic, um, you know, the basic course book and don't get all the others because I found that she didn't use all of the books. And then you can get them throughout the year then as you need them. Um, another thing that we used to do is she just used like her backpack that she had already without buying that kind of stuff. Um, and what else was I going to say? Um, yeah, you can throw the crest onto the, you know, if you have a school crest, you can throw that onto the jumpers and things from like the cheap jumpers from Little and Aldi. Um, and other books then as well, you could buy secondhand books um, and bring a few old books. Sometimes I'll take a trade in for you. It just cuts costs down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a couple of the shops I noticed still do trade in secondhand books and you could be lucky and could get some or at least a proportion of the book list secondhand if they've been reasonably well taken care of. I found that as well, Neve. buying books that when you get to September or when, sorry, when you get to June and they come home with their stuff, they're, they haven't been touched. Yeah, I had about four books in first year that were never used. It's but it, the, the, the difficulty is you don't know which one is and which one isn't until after you've bought it. Yeah, well, if you buy the basic course, say like the science, there's always one book that's the whole course, you know, the kind of way. Um, and then you can just kind of get the other ones as you need them. Like the same with the math, there'll be one book that will cover the couple of years, you know, um, and then just pick up the other ones as you're going along. And I, I was considering, I've got um, my oldest lad is starting transition year now in September and I was thinking that the, the jumper used to be wine, now it's turned to blue for senior cycle. I'm thinking of cutting off the crest off the old jumper and getting it sewn on or, you know, the, that iron, um, sticky back iron that you, or the sticky back substance that you can get an iron on onto a blue jumper that I'm going to pick up in, in Dunn's or Tesco. Oh, I definitely agree with you. Not sure why I go. I mean, my daughter's skirt was a hundred euro. Her jumpers were sixty euro. Like it's excessive, you know. And the blouses were forty, you know. And did you have? Like, was there a specific blouse you were supposed to buy? Can you not just? I mean, a blue shirt is a blue shirt, surely. Yeah, no. There was a specific blouse. Now, I did make cutbacks there. I bought them just, you know, the cheapy little blouses and done the whatever, and just done the under the jumper. So she got away with that. Okay, some good advice there from Neve. Peter, how are you faring with the cost of back to school? Oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely expensive. Like, well, we, we have three kids. We've got a, a six, seven, and a nine-year-old. And each year, it, it's not like you can recycle the books because they constantly are writing in their books. So you have to buy the fresher books for the new year that they're going into. So it, it, it's really hard to recycle anything. But, you know, you combine those, the three kids with their, you know, combined books and uniform, you're looking at six, seven hundred euros. And that's not including throughout the whole, whole year what the school asks you to spend money on in regards to camps, day trips, um, going on swimming tours, mm. um, you know, a day out. It, it, it's just constant added fees. And we, we worked it out last year. On top of our, you know, close to 700 euros for uniforms and books, it was an extra close to 500 on just fees throughout the whole year. Right. So, you know, and then the school get, get, tries to get you involved in, in sort of, you know, raising money for the school to build maybe, you know, a basketball court or a soccer pitch, which is fine and proper. But it, 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 that should be all mentioned sort of at the start of the year where there should be a system play, put in place saying, right, we, we want maybe each family to contribute 100 euros towards getting our pitch, you know, at the end of the year for the summer and stuff like that. And is that not where, the, where this, and I use my fingers in inverted commas, the voluntary contributions come from? It, it's not, but the voluntary contribution is basically... You know, Normally, if you think about voluntary contributions, it's a contribution you give towards the school as a one-off payment, not 
15 to 20 payments throughout the whole year, adding up to five, 600 euros, mm. you know, and that could escalate the following year. So it's just a constant, you know, especially like the, the lady that, well, your, the lady that was just on there now speaking, she, she was 100% right. There's, you know, you can recycle maybe one or two, but there's no system in place here where the, just an example, back at home, um, where I'm originally from, I, I was good. I was actually going to ask you that. I detected the Aussie accent. Um, yeah. I also had you pinned to Victoria, interestingly enough. But I was going to ask, what's the difference? I mean, we have free education here in this country, and yet it's costing a grand, a grand and a half to send a, a child to school. What's it like in Australia? It's a little bit different to a point where there's, at the end of the year, we have a thing called a swap day, where all the year levels come down and give all their books back into the schools that mm-hmm. they haven't used. And then all those low to medium end earners then purchase the books at, say, one-fifth of the price. So it, it, it kind of gives them option. Instead of spending 40 quid on a brand-new book, they spend a fiver. Okay. And so does that it, apply it, to uniforms as well? Yeah, 100%, yeah, 100%. It, 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 the uniforms stay the same colour, same thing. It's just a different series. They might change the colour slightly. Well, like the young lady said before, or you know, the crest might be similar. You take the crest off one and put it onto the other, but you're still spending seventy quid on a, on a piece of uniform. You know what I mean? To go out to your kids when you got three of them, that's two hundred and ten quid. Yeah, I suppose the only thing with yours being six, seven, and nine, at least you can ha- you can hand them down, or can well, you if they're boys or girls? But you can hand down jumpers. Do they go to the same school? Well, we do. Like one, my seven and and, and um, uh, my seven and nine year old are boys. So there's a two-year age gap, mm-hmm. you know. So by the time they even get to that, the uniforms would have changed, would have changed colour, would have maybe changed slightly of the crest. So you're going to have to buy them repetitively anyway per year, something different. And my youngest she, is a girl, so she can't really wear the boys. Like she has to wear a skirt or a dress or, yeah. you know, a boot. So it's it just, if I'm spending 1,200 quid now on three kids preschool, I can only imagine what it's going to be like in high school and even getting to university in 10 years' time. Like, it's just... There's no system really in place for the low to medium income earners. Like I'm doing okay. I'm a single earning parent at the moment. But you know, when you got the, you know, when you think about the, the lower end families, you know, who are struggling as it is, mm. to then have to spend you know, seven hundred to a thousand a year, especially if you've got three kids, it's a lot of money. It is know? a lot of money. The only thing, Peter, I'd say though is, is at least when they go to school, it's less cost less than it does if they're in creches and you're having to have uh, childminders take care of them. Cheryl. What's your view? How are you managing with back to school? Is it is it uh, uh, is is it nearly as as pricey as Christmas as we heard uh, earlier today? More so, definitely more so because I mean you can kind of control the spending to ex- to an extent when it's Christmas, but you can't when it comes to, to the school stuff. You just have to get it. Um, I have four. I have two in secondary, uh, one going into secondary, uh, two in secondary, and one in primary. And um, I find it very interesting as well, geographically, the difference in the schools and costs, uh, apart from the uniform, you know, the voluntary contribution. Yeah. Like in my daughter's school, I won't say where it is, but it's like suggested at 500 euro per family. I've seen that and I've seen that in yeah. actual fact being asked for um, when the child sits the entrance exam into secondary school. So in other words, yeah. they're setting out their stall. They want to see your voluntary 500 euro before they'll even guarantee your child a place. Well, that's an area where they would have a lot of families coming in who are very well off, but we're not all very well off. Mm. Um, my daughter goes to this particular school because I did. Um, we're a one-income family here. And uh, and then um, they also have the registration fee, which is €230 Euros a year. 
on top of that. And then my son's school, which is a little bit closer to home, their registration fee is 130 euros, 100 euros cheaper. And they don't make a suggested voluntary contribution. They don't put pressure on you that way, to be fair. Mm. But I found with my daughter, like she's in the senior end now, she's going into sixth year. Like we thought we'd all our books got. And then during the year, we were getting, me- no, you know, messages. Oh, no, I have to get this book. And no, I have to get that book. And you thought you were done getting them all. And they're like, that's happened to me. Years. All right. Where novels or, you know, additional books yeah. will be required halfway through the year. It doesn't matter. I don't think what you're nearly doesn't matter how well off you are. If you have four kids, like it adds up yeah. to a huge amount of money. Are there yeah. ways around it? Are there ways that you can make it a little bit easier on yourself? Well, I think it's harder now because I remember when I was going to school and I come from a family of four, we were able to pass on books to each other. But now they're changing the junior cycle and they're changing the leaving cert cycle. They're introducing new textbooks all the time, you know, or they might the teachers might decide on a different uh, uh, set of textbooks, say for English. And then the ones maybe your daughter could have passed on to your son then become yeah. useless. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Neve, I want to bring you in here. What's your view? Are you managing to save any money in the back to school um, rush or is it just an expense that's really hard for you to bear? I'm very lucky to be honest. My, my daughter has just finished. She's just on her leaving search and my son is nine. So he's in primary school, which mm-hmm. is an awful lot cheaper. Yeah. And our school, um, our primary school does the book rental, which is fantastic something that really should be brought in mandatory across the board for, for everybody. It's such a great system. I, and I also, for my, my my youngest is still in primary and they have a book rental scheme. I think it's 150 quid a year. And that basically covers pretty much everything um, with the exception of stationery. I think I think what one of your callers said there um, about the geographical thing, I think that is absolutely right because our book rental is 55 euro a year. And that includes everything except workbooks and stationery. So that, that's a huge difference even between what I pay and what you pay. Yeah. And that's pure, and, and our kids probably aren't that different in ages. So it's, it, there is no reason why there should be that difference in the price of the same books. Is there a case, Neve, that we need to have the Department of Education nearly take ownership of this and go in and say, right, this is what's recommended not just for one school or two, for all schools. And this is the, the price that you're going to have to pick a budget, whether it's, say, you've 55, I'm 150, let's meet in the middle. 100 quid a year, it can yeah. cost no more than 100 quid a year and you need to choose your book list so that it is covered within that 100 quid and you need to be involved in a book rental scheme. Do, do we need to be having ownership from the top of this? I do believe so. I mean, everyone says, oh, the, you know, parents can um, can choose to you know, go to the school and say this. But if you've got half the parents want it, half the parents don't want it, it's never going to be easy to get things changed. But if you have a directive coming down, well, then there's nothing the school can do except adhere to it. And this iPad thing, that is the worst thing they ever did. I mean, again, I was lucky. My daughter was just beyond the iPad. Mm. So we didn't have to get one. But that is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing what people are saying. It's so expensive. And you've got the insurance on the iPad, then you've got to download the books. But you're half the books aren't on the iPad. So you still have to pay for books. You still have to pay for workbooks. There's the the costs throughout the year of, you know, these hidden costs. Software licenses and stuff. Yeah, I don't know, Neve. I, my, my daughter has an iPad. I, I actually think it's cost less than my son, who's uh, a year ahead of her in the school system. 
validities or not of iPads, a lot of schools turning in that direction. Now, Lisa, where do you stand on the iPads and, and, and how they compare from a price perspective with the old school book? Well, to be honest, hi, Tara, how are you? Um, I'm, I'm so shocked that we're still discussing school books and everything else in this, this day and age. Like, my daughter, I come from a perspective that my daughter goes to secondary school. Yeah. And there are some days I cannot lift her bag. I actually physically can't lift her bag. Now, she walks to school. Mm. It's probably about a 15-minute walk, maybe 20 minutes. And all the kids in her class and everything else, they all walk to school or whatever else. And the weight of the bag, never mind from just a cost perspective, but from a health perspective yeah. on their backs and everything else, is atrocious. And it really angers me that this is allowed to go on in this day and age because there is alternatives. So you can have the iPads, you can have the laptops. And a lot of the kids in secondary school are now thankfully doing project work, things like that, where they actually need a computer anyway, in addition to the books as it stands. So that's another factor that the schools need to take into consideration. Not all families have or can afford to have a computer at home, as well as books. So I don't understand why we can't look at putting the curriculum on a laptop, say in first year, that the laptop is going to last the whole five years or six years, depending. One hopes that it will. I mean, accidents aside or leaving it on the yeah. bus or whatever, but one hopes yeah. that it will. I mean, I know certainly my daughter's heading into third year now and touch wood, it's lasted for the two years, the original one. There is an insurance <laughs> policy on it. It wasn't yeah. particularly expensive as far as I remember. Yeah. And the iPad, we could pay in instalments. Yeah, exactly. And like, I absolutely agree with your callers there. They're all the hidden costs within the school. I'd love to know actually half the time what I'm paying for because this voluntary com- contribution originally was set out that you to pay 80 quid for lockers, this, that and the other. You know, there was loads of costs, but there was no actual breakdown. This is what you're paying for. And then exactly like that gentleman from Australia was saying, you know, you're, a- you're asked all the time, can you contribute to this, contribute to that? Now, yeah. obviously, I love the fact that my daughter goes to a great school. I'm, you know, very supportive of it and anything we can do to improve the school, wonderful. Mm. But it's break down the cost for each family. You know what I mean? It needs to be means tested. Yeah. Not all families can pay the same level. Do you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm lucky what, what, I'm a single parent. You, what, I'm a bit like your caller there. I can finance, I don't get any assistance whatsoever. There right. is no book rental scheme unless you're on a low income. Yeah. You have to be on a low income to be able to get it. But my whole point on this argument is not necessarily the cost, although that is huge and it's not fair on families. Yeah. It's actually the health risk for these kids who walk into school. And I, I'm with you on that. And, and do you know what, Lisa? It's not even um, second level. My nine-year-old son, ten-year-old son, the weight of his bag is just incredible. And Marie, where are you on this? And um, the, the cost of back to school, you know, 1,400, 1,500 euro and, and a grand respectively for, for secondary and primary schools, it, it's really excessive. Yeah, it is. Um, my, my, mine are all grown up now because grandchildren I have going to school and I see my daughter and son-in-law while it's costing them. But like when I was, when mine were younger, when they broke off from the holidays, there was a, a bookshop in Oliver Plunkett Street in Corkley and Russell's. I was going to put everything away, put a deposit on and they had a scheme where you could pay every, pay something every week. Right. And, uh, then just collect it at the end. And I used to do the same with their uniforms. And, like, I understand this thing they're talking about, the generic uniforms. Mm. But, like, the, the cheaper uniforms, then the jumpers aren't very good. 
But as my, my, something my daughter said to me, one time, man, buy cheap, buy twice. Yeah, but if it's all you can afford, and if you can afford to pay six or seven euro for a jumper, Amory, as opposed to 40 euro, albeit that the 40 oh, euro yeah. one might last that little bit longer, it's what you have per week or my, per month to live on. My sister's kids go to school in the Grail School in Blarney, and they told them where to get the jumper and just buy the crest off the school then and reuse it. Yeah, I think that's a very smart idea. And I do remember Minister, uh, well, Rory Quinn, when he was Minister for Education, uh, having a committee that, that recommended that happen. But it but it doesn't seem to have. That must be 10 years ago. Bill, where are you on all of this with the cost of back to school? Oh, I think Bill yeah. is... And I see, I see my daughter and son-in-law struggling. But like, I was one of seven growing up and back then there was no back to school allowance or anything like that but where I went to school they had a pink shirt and you couldn't buy it anywhere only Mm. the shop that sold it and they were expensive but then there was a new principal took over the school and she said she done her research and the first night she met the the new kids coming into the new class she told them buy the white shirts in the local shop whatever and this is the coloured dye that you date the shots with and you have a Very good. You see, I think that's it. It's all down to individual schools. Should we be looking at a system whereby there are rules that apply universally to every school that you have to have, every school maybe needs to have a white shirt, just a plain white shirt. Every school can have whatever colour jumper they want, but that they have to have the iron-on crest if there's going to be a crest. That every school has a certain follows they have to follow a certain curriculum as it is so can there not be agreement over what books are required that that curriculum is essentially universal and that it's designed through negotiating collective bargaining negotiating skills that right we're going to have 20,000 children in first class this year and this is the book that all of those 20,000 are so we do a deal with the publishers where we get it for two euro per book rather than individual families paying a tenner they really are excessive costs and it really is so hard but I do think Amory's uh, suggestion of instalments be thinking about this through the year rather than just in one hit when we come back in September is probably the way to go.